Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to be. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. So we're into our conversation already about Orlando. And for me, whatever you think really happened in Orlando, and there are a lot of strange, conflicting details about it, weird deep state connections, strange, uh, almost impossible to believe narratives. And I actually got the most tweets and posts ever on wanting to explore those contradictions, but I don't want to take my eye off the ball of the agenda that's being served by this. And it's, and it's, uh, there are few items on the agenda. So we have till six, I'm going to lay them all out for you. The two that I've covered so far, I'm going to, uh, finish up with the calls I have on that. And then we can keep talking about that, but I'll introduce a few more to you. But what we talked about so far is the one obvious one is always gun control. They're always going to attack the second amendment whenever they can, or even just use the gun control issue to increase surveillance, background checks, registries, sharing information between the feds and the states, all that kind of stuff contributes to the surveillance state, whether or not it gets people's guns away from them. But there's another element to the gun control debate that I think is a little more subtle, which is that it's actually attacking your First Amendment. They created these no-fly lists, these government watch lists, terrorist watch lists, that there is no process to get on it or really to get off it. I've certainly read many stories about that, and there was a famous journalist who had been on the watch list, and he said it was just terrible to try to get off it. Those are arbitrary lists that, that, as David pointed out earlier, somebody could even just call the cops on you, and you could be uh, under surveillance or have spoken to the FBI. They can put people they consider to be enemies of the state, or if you're a prepper, why wouldn't they put you on a terrorist watch list? That's That's the kind of thing that Democrats call domestic terrorism. Or people, you know, we're not talking about people who are committing acts of terrorism. We're talking about people who have not committed any kind of acts like that, have not taken a first step in a conspiracy, haven't done any of that. They're being flagged, or the call is, they are being flagged, and the call is to flag them based on their social media interactions, their speech, their ideas, their religion, their associations, all that kind of stuff. And then, as a result, they can't put you in jail but they can keep you from traveling and from defending yourself with a gun. So for me, they are creating a pre-criminal class, a gray area where you are watched. You are on their list 
Really, it comes out of, it just feels like some totalitarian, dystopian movie from the 50s. And that's what I'm, what I'm seeing. I'm going to go to Don. Thanks for holding. Don, you are on with Monica. Don, Monica, thank you, you for taking my call. Yes. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm actually from Texas. I'm just passing through Atlanta today listening to you. I just wanted to make a couple points. Number one, I want to respond to the uh, caller was on there earlier talking about the reason for the Second Amendment was to again was put in there to protect the, for the citizens to be able to respond and protect themselves against a tyrannical government. Okay. Yeah. And he made the point uh, in case the way the way he said it was that if fifty or a hundred years from now that some tyrant should get in the White House, <laughs> so I got I got I got news for it. We already have a tyrant in the in the White House. And here's some, and I, and if you want to see what they're doing, uh, in 2010, Obama initiated a policy that was actually in response to the rise of the Tea Party. And that policy is train, is the, is to train the army to institute martial law. And, and I think they had a trial every- run for that with the Boston Marathon bombing. They did not let yeah, that well, crisis go to waste. They shut down well, that right, city for days. Right. And if, if, if anybody wants to find out about this policy, they can Google the code name Jade Helm. Okay. Well, you know, Don, I am not 100% sure. Like when, when something like Jade Helm gets a lot of coverage in the alternative media, I think mm. that it's quite likely a distraction. And I feel like... The, the real shadow shadowy stuff you have to dig a little deeper for. And I also think that it's a mistake to focus on Obama because both sides are working for the same team and it's not our team. Uh, for example, the Council of Foreign Relations is totally bipartisan. The article I'm going to read to you from in the Wall Street Journal today lays out every single agenda item we're supposed to take away from Orlando. The title of it is After Orlando, A Long War, and it's written by a senior fellow at the Council of Foreign Relations. And Hillary said she takes her orders from the Council of Foreign Relations. I'm going to see if I can find that clip. So they are the... The traitors at the top are not limited to one party or another, and I really think this thing is much worse than than we think. And I don't think they're publishing it like the Jade Helm thing gets too much press for me to think that that's the real problem. But uh, it's probably you know tune in, tune into that. If people want to track these things down, I encourage it. I think you should track down everything. And I would say a hundred percent of what you hear in the mainstream media, like the cable news, let's say that thing that just screams at you all the time to evoke emotions and then plant ideas in your head, that is a hundred percent bad. <laughs> like don't listen to that. And then on the internet, ninety percent of it is designed to trick you when you're looking for the real truth down a false path. But that other 10%, if you can if you can develop your truth, Dar, and I'm actually, I, I was starting to collect some sources that people were telling me, sources they really like, uh, that, that, do, that they do trust, whether you like their politics or not. I'm going to work on that, putting that out there. I talked about NewsBud, a Kickstarter campaign. I talked about last week, and they did get funded. I really feel like it was just the little push that we gave here from Atlanta that got them over the edge, so that should be a news source. But... I'm just saying I caution people even for against the disinformation. It's that there's rabbit holes within rabbit holes. Uh, Thank you for the call, Don. I'm going to Randy in Dallas. Hi, Randy. You're on with Monica. Hey, Monica. How you doing? Hey, I I liked uh, you had mentioned a 
while back about pre-crime. Yes. You know, it brings me back to Orwell's 1984, which I think is such an awesome classic book that is true to our times today. When, you know, pre-crime, you know, I think of that Minority Report movie. I loved that movie, and now it makes my skin crawl, because it was just preparing us. Yeah, it's not even 50 years in the future. 1948, Orwell wrote that book. And, you know, he was a government operative. He asked these Mm -hmm. questions. He uh, involved himself in thought crime. He said, I wonder, they're kept in the dark, all these bureaucrats. Are half of the people watching the other half of the people? He didn't know. But if you think, you know, lawyer guys, they say, oh, intent is a big part of crime. That's how you're judged. I am very concerned as someone who supposedly this is a free country. If you're thinking the wrong things, just what you've been talking about, it goes back to Orwell's brilliant essay on what we are looking at coming out of post-war Europe. What is happening? And I'll, it's it might be a little bit later than he thought in 84. But well, I think the 84 was just the reverse of 48, that he thought it was already upon us. Absolutely. And for us to be looked at and to be told, what are you thinking? It is a very, very scary situation that we're looking at. Yeah. This propaganda about... It's amazing. That guy talked about listening to NPR government radio as i call it wow it had just this morning monica i was listening to it as i was uh going about my business oh this really has nothing to do with jihad or anything this guy was just a bigoted hate monger they go that far monica to say this did not really what the experts are telling i don't want to get derailed and start talking about npr i uh all that back and forth stuff, say radical jihad, say this, say that. To me, all of that is this divisiveness. I think even focusing on the immigration stuff or gay rights or the Muslim, uh, you know, are they, do they, don't attack them or whatever. I think all that stuff is just to divide the, the voters, either the people, the left and right. I think uh, that the point I want to, Talk, I, I like that you brought up was this idea that a crime, a crime has two elements. I went to law school. A crime has two elements, actus reus and mens rea. You have to do the act and you have to have the intent, a criminal intent. Otherwise, it's an accident and you can still get sued for it, but you can't go to jail for it. But if you take out the actus reus and you just have the mens rea, it actually, even if you had the intent and took a step towards a conspiracy to get something done, that is in itself the actus reus. But just the the intent that they're taught, the the thought that they're even talking about isn't even an intent to commit a crime. It's a way of thinking. And yes, you can object to a radical Islamic way of thinking, but... That's not what they they think. Thinking about gun rights is a is a radical way of thinking, or uh, questioning 
whether abortion is a right or not is a radical way of thinking. So for them, you're a radical just for questioning the status quo. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750, WSB. Mostly sunny tomorrow with a high of 84. The weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And we are talking about the Orlando agenda. I've got quite a few things on the list. I'm going to go to Jack and Marietta, hear what he has to say. Hey, Jack, you're on with Monica. Hey, Monica, thanks. Love your show. Um, I have a suggested gun control position that I'd like to see Donald Trump come out with. I would like him to say that if your name is Muhammad or Omar or any one of a list of names that are associated with Islam, you're not allowed to buy a gun period. And if we find out you own one, we're going to come take it away from you. And see, I would love to see the way the Democrats would react to that kind of a gun control position. I think, Jack, that that is playing into, and I buckle your seatbelts, people, this is what I think is going on. The the foreign policy of this country, they, they act like Obama like a bunch of State Department people, 51 State Department people got together and said, we just can't take it anymore. We need to really bomb Syria. Obama doesn't bomb Syria enough. In 2015, the U.S. government, without congressional approval, presumably, I didn't, you know, was certainly wasn't public, dropped 22,000 bombs on Syria and Iraq. They have an agenda that they tried to serve previously by calling for Tomahawk missiles in response to Assad's chemical weapons attack on his own people, which is widely debunked and was, I actually have on my website, video of the cave that the rebels kept those chemical weapons in. That was a false flag. And then after that, you get ISIS and a DIA, Defense Intelligence Agency, report saying they wanted ISIS to create a problem. They wanted to an Islamic state to rise between Syria and Iraq to excuse our regime change operation in Syria. So our foreign policy is creating this problem and trying to address the problem as if we could stop, we could uh, curtail terrorist attacks just by these fixes just plays into their hands. They need to stop creating the problem, spreading radical Islam, taking out secular Arab leaders, creating a refugee crisis. That's what they have to do. I'm going to give you more and give you some evidence. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. You maniacs! You blew it up! Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750, WSB. Thank you very much, um, Richard, and I am delighted to be here in these new headquarters. Um, I have been often to, uh, I guess, the mothership in New York City, uh, but it's good to have an outpost of the council right here down the street from the State Department. Uh, We get a lot of advice from the council, so this will mean I won't have as far to go to uh, be told uh, what we should be doing and uh, how uh, we should uh, think about the future. That's Hillary uh, at the Council of Foreign Relations talking about getting her marching orders. And her speech after Orlando laid out the agenda for 
the uh, the aftermath of Orlando, what we're what we are supposed to do. It is it includes gun control, more surveillance, uh, invading Syria. It calls for what I consider to be this pre-criminal status where you can be put on a no-fly list or a watch list and your rights are taken away without having made any action. Uh, I I got a couple of funny tweets about that. Cowboy golfer, this one isn't funny, it's serious. He says, simple, government can put anyone they don't agree with on a list. No recourse, no due process. But then ZA says, Hillary says if you are under FBI investigation, it means no gun for you. But it's completely okay to run for POTUS? Ha! Ah, so she is under FBI investigation. and uh, But I, she doesn't need a gun because she she gets... We, we surround her with Secret Service and those guns. But this... So, so the week has gone by and I spent my time reading... I, I really read the Wall Street Journal every single day. Not because I think it is informative of the actual facts and genuine analysis... But I think it tells you what the agenda items are. I think it's a 100% of propaganda arm for, let's call it the deep state. I don't know. Whatever whatever the agenda is, whatever the, the power, the shadow power want, you can read about it in the pages of the Wall Street Journal. So this week I kind of consolidated all of the different articles and it was very clear what the themes were. Then, like a little gift to me <laughs> today... When I got the Saturday Wall Street Journal, there was an article by Max Boot, a senior fellow at the Council of Foreign Relations, which is where Hillary gets her marching orders, got them at the State Department, will get them as president. And he lays out, it's called After Orlando, A Long War. And it says, uh, After Orlando, A Long War, To st- the subtitle is, To Stop Future Terrorist Attacks, We Need Solutions from All Sides, Better Security and Surveillance at Home, a vigorous fight abroad, and the support of Muslim moderates everywhere. So he then goes through uh, this whole big, long article. He didn't enumerate the agenda or the marching orders. I'm doing that for you. But I'll just rattle them off. He, he identifies five things that we should do after Orlando. And the first one, of course, is disarm Americans. He says... Quote, there is no reason why the American public should be able to purchase military-style semi-automatic weapons, such as the AR-15, which has become a favorite of mass shooters. So there's not no reason. There, we should have anything that we would need to fight a tyrannical government we should have and want and be able to have. From the First Amendment to the Second Amendment, the whole Bill of Rights, that's what it's for. Uh, I think we were just talking about that, but feel free to chime in 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, or you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. The second, I'm going to call it, uh, my shorthand for it was to create a class of pre-criminals who are not put in jail but have rights taken away without due process. That's my, what I think their number one agenda item is this time. He says uh, Congress should, at a minimum, prevent suspects. Congress, so he's asking for federal law, uh, at a minimum, prevent suspects on terrorism watch lists from purchasing firearms legally. Now, nobody defines how you get what the objective criteria are for being on terrorism watch lists. But he suggests things like monitoring people's social media, blah, blah, blah. You can read the article. It's by the end of it, you're going to be depressed. But anyway, the third one is to expand the police state. 
Here's the quote. He says, by all means, let's follow the example of Israel and have more security guards and more metal detectors at the entrances of clubs and malls. But this is a guy who earlier in the article said having 300 million guns in this country makes us vulnerable to terrorism. He actually said that. Whereas 300 million guns, 300 million people minus very small children and you would have no threat of terrorism if you didn't have these gun-free zones. So they're taking this gun-free zone and they're uh, putting armed guards around it. And uh, even in this club, this nightclub in Orlando, there was an armed guard. So one armed guard is not going to do it. If people are armed, they defend themselves. And there's been, not that you, it's so obvious, common sense, but... There's been plenty of, there's absolutely no way in my uh, research that you can argue that that does not, that makes us less safe and not more safe. More guns mean less crime in this country. Okay. The next thing he said was, uh, he basically wants to reduce freedom and increase surveillance. That was my shorthand. The quote from the article was, the fact that the Orlando shooter was able to work as a licensed security guard and to legally purchase firearms, despite having been investigated twice by the FBI for potential terrorist ties, suggests a fundamental breakdown in our safeguards. Controversial counterterrorism programs need to be continued or revived. This was a big theme I noticed throughout the week. They kept emphasizing over and over again. He got the guns legally. He uh, was investigated by the FBI, but there was nothing they could do. People reported him, but we just we just have too much darn freedom in this country. And there's just no way to stop people until they kill somebody. But that's really, I, I don't even believe that. I mean, this company he worked for, G4S, for years, Uh, The story I read twice in the Wall Street Journal that in 2007, authorities stormed this guy's car in a parking lot of a, was it a guards for prison, school, I can't remember, something like that. And that year, he started working at G4S, which is a huge security firm, a security firm which does security work for Israel in the disputed territories and was boycotted for that. And those people don't mess around. And they could, it's unbelievable to me that they could not find his connections, what he, what they are claiming he has connections to Hezbollah. I just can't believe it. So the, it is not true that we have this fundamental, fundamentally flawed system. I think the breakdowns they're talking about just don't, don't hold water. And I actually got so many tweets to that effect. I mean, I wasn't going to talk about it, but about the rabbit hole stuff. But um, I'll just read a few of the tweets from uh, I move around the initials to protect people (laughs) who don't like to say stuff like this Uh, from I am. I can't wait to hear what you think about Orlando. The shooter had contact with the FBI and somehow passed his employer's background check, even though he was on a terrorist watch list. He said the Boston bombers were his homeboys. How did he have time to call 911 and how could they hear him in the chaos? Uh, It said... They always say something like this. This is from JB. They always say something like this after a shooting. Quote, he got the attention of the FBI on two occasions, but didn't merit an investigation. End quote. What exactly does this mean? Is everyone on the FBI's radar or just every mass shooter? 
For me, the reason they're doing that is they want to justify this pre-crime thing. They want to come out and say, uh, there are people who set up flags, but because we're not allowed to punish anybody who doesn't do anything wrong, uh, that, that we're, we have our hands tied. But I just don't believe it. Uh, Dean says, a lot of changing stories since the first day. Also, why did he have three hours? And then AJ finally says, uh, unless we were there, we can't know what happened. Mediated knowledge via mass government media is no knowledge at all. And I I think that's true. But uh, so I just don't believe that that this company did not trip a flag and then you couple that with these weird pictures his father put on facebook of of his father at the state department in the white house with congressmen it's really a weird story and i i I don't even want to get into the weird facts i don't need to prove it or disprove it but i would just say i'm not accepting this recommendation from the council of foreign relations that we need to reinstitute controversial counterterrorism programs when i don't think that the facts that they're using as evidence of a fundamental breakdown in our safeguards uh, are really in evidence okay and the last thing he asked for and this is the big one in my opinion always has been escalate the war in syria Quote, he says, his quote is, we will defeat Islamic State not simply by dropping more bombs or sending more troops, although we must do both, but by blah, blah, blah. So, so everybody, everybody, Hillary is also calling uh, for basically all the things this guy just called for. And uh, let's listen to, I want to play a few clips from her speech. Right now, uh, I want to hear clip two if there are things that can and should be done to improve our ability to prevent we must do them we already know we need more resources for this fight the professionals who keep us safe would be the first to say we need better intelligence to discover and disrupt terrorist plots before they can be carried out that's why i've proposed an intelligence surge to bolster our capabilities across the board with appropriate safeguards here at home. It's crazy to think that we need more surveillance when we literally have total surveillance. And one of the articles in the Wall Street Journal this week hearkened back wistfully to the George Bush program called Total Information Awareness. You got, if you have not seen that, you have got to look that up on Wikipedia. Total Information Awareness. Its logo is the pyramid, like from the dollar bill, with the all-seeing eye at the top and a beam coming out of the eye that engulfs the globe, the earth. And some of the things it calls for is 24-hour, seven-day-a-week surveillance of every single individual by having these cameras up that do gate recognition, facial recognition, so that as one camera loses you, another one starts. And then recording and storing all of your communications. That's what the voice-to-text Uh, technology is all about. It's easier for them to store it after it's been transferred from voice to text. That's all that stuff. And people went nuts when they first heard about this. And this guy's like, well, if we had total surveillance of every single person all the time and stored all their information, you know, we could do it. But you don't need that. Algorithms will throw up anomalies that are easier to deal with and more accurate. Ask Bill Binney or John McAfee. These are experts who have said, you just need to... 
uh, uh, flag these aberrations, which are totally uh, detectable. So more on the agenda and Hillary's part in it. After this, and your calls, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750, WSB. Talking about the agenda following the events in Orlando last weekend, I'm going to go to Robert in Woodstock. Hi, Robert. You're on with Monica. How are you doing, Monica? Good. How are you? Good. As I was sharing with your uh, the lady that uh, the uh, guest, the one who checks out, I'm a senior, very senior military officer, so I get all these daily uh, briefings. The big concern right now that we have is in the event that if Hillary gets in, uh, this country's changing very quickly. Um, I think Trump will do a good job. He just needs to keep his mouth shut. But uh, our very concern is that these foreign countries are afraid of him because they're not sure they know what he's going to do, so they're going to walk very lightly. Well, they know what Hillary's going to do, and that is if they can make any money for their foundation, they're going to let people get away with it. Uh, They're not going to be able to come in and take people's guns. I think that's a fallacy they think they're thinking about because I don't think anybody's going to be dumb enough to say, oh, yeah, here's my gun, come and get it. I don't know, Katrina, people were like, hey, I think I just gave my gun up. Well, I didn't think at that point they had a choice because the military uh, uh, and the police came in raiding everybody's houses. Uh, I'll tell you what, it's not going to happen again. Uh, If they're going to do away with guns, people are going to be hiding them. They're not going to be able to allow Yeah, I mean, I think that the gun thing is really just to get people uh, super partisan in an election year, like... uh, they just, I don't even think the guns are that much of a threat in the case of a civil uprising. Got lots more to talk about. Jim has questions about Orlando, so I'm going to get to him after the break. It is 80 degrees outside the studio. Skies are overcast. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. If you want to join the conversation, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.